welcome to the Kitty Talks podcast. Every week, I interview top thought leaders who are changing the world with their work. They're doing their dharma, they've uncovered their purpose, and they've created the most amazing lives. Now, what I do is I interview them to show how they transitioned into the work that they are doing on the planet today. This will empower and inspire you to do the same. Everybody has a dharma, everybody has a purpose. By listening to our interviews, you will tune into yours and you will create the life of your dreams. Now, if you're having a little problem with that and you don't quite know where to start, then please come and join our Do Your Dharma community. We're launching the course again in March. It's an eight-week online course. Such a beautiful community of people who are doing that course. And the course takes you through. It understands and shows you and demystifies the subject of Dharma for you. Because when you understand the Dharmic principles, you can use those in your life, basically to keep yourself at the top of the emotional vibrational scale to show you how to create the life of your dreams. There's some really simple formulas and success tips that I teach within the course and you get to uncover your purpose, you get to create a vision for your life and you have a community of people standing by your side to help that come to fruition. So if you haven't already, come and join my Facebook group on Facebook or come and follow me at Kitty Talks on Instagram or apply at doyourdharma.co.uk if you're interested in doing the course. See you on the other side. about to hear the lovely Jamie Lee Grace. She is a superb example of somebody who has right from the outset, right at the beginning of her career, always done what she's truly passionate about. A singer, a presenter, a interviewer, now a holistic health expert. If you listen to her story, she's totally followed what she loves and consequently it's just unfolded for her. Remember, our dharma unfolds when we take action and use our gifts and talents in service to other people and follow our passions. And this is totally what Janie Lee Grace has done. So I do hope you enjoy this interview. She's a lovely lady. And I love what she's doing around alcohol as well, normalizing the non-drinking conversation. So make sure you stay tuned to the end of this episode and you will hear about this multifaceted and talented lady. So hello and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And today I have with me a lady who proves that portfolio careers are entirely possible and you can be successful doing more than one thing. Janie Lee Grace is a presenter, an author, and she's also a well-being expert. So welcome to the show, Janie. Thank you. Lovely to be with you. Yes, I'm excited about the conversation we are about to have. (laughs) So would you mind sharing with my listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you're currently doing in the world? Sure. Um, As you say, I kind of wear a lot of hats. Mm -hmm. Um, That wasn't necessarily designed. It's just the way it is. I'm very passionate about lots of things. Um, And and right from the off, really, when I was, um, you know, a lot younger, I never really wanted to be pigeonholed into one box. So I started out as a singer and I was... um, 
a successful um, singer and backing singer for many years. I worked with George Michael and Wham and, and I did loads of stuff as a singer. And then I moved into radio, still doing the singing as well. Um, and I've been in, in radio for, goodness, 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a presenter on uh, BBC Radio 2. I also present shows on UK Health Radio and Hay House Radio. Uh, and I've just launched my own podcast. Um, and then in addition, I'm an author. Um, my books are all around holistic living. Um, I'm really passionate about uh, sort of natural alternatives. And I run a website called imperfectlynatural.com. So the imperfectly natural bit is really important. <laughs> I'm not perfect. Mm. Um, and that's kind of recommendations website, if you like, really. And every year I, I uh, do my Janie Loves Awards, which um, recognizes uh, the best in um, natural and organic and eco products and services. Um, yeah, that's probably enough to be going on with. There's wow, some, busy ladies. Some stuff I could tell you. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably enough. Yeah. But what I'm hearing, which is so fantastic, is your life is filled with things that you're truly passionate about, which is you're speaking my language is exactly what we're here, what we promote to people who listen to this show is, you know, you can do what you love and make it a success. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really am. Um, I really am passionate about everything I get involved in. And I think um, what's quite interesting is certainly years ago, we were all told, you know, oh, just do, do one job or just have one focus. And if you were going to start a business, everyone, you know, the advice was always, you know, create a business plan, know exactly where you're going with it. And, you know, the honest truth is I'm I'm not even quite, quite sure what a business plan is. I've certainly never created one. I'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing, mm. um, it, but the way everything's happened for me, it, it has been totally organic. I've done everything because I'm going to do it anyway. And then the fact that it's kind of um, evolved into some kind of business has been um, happy chance, really. As I say, I'm not necessarily saying everyone should go about it like that. I'm sure there are much more formalized ways of doing things. But for me, it's just how it's happened. When I, um, you know, I was in radio and um, uh, on the radio show, I was talking about things that I'm passionate about, talking mm. about holistic living and uh, organic skincare and doing your laundry without chemicals and uh, and everything else. And a publisher came to me and asked me to write the book. So that's how my first book yeah. came about. Otherwise, I, uh, I, w- I would never have thought that I was a writer. Um, and again, you know, that's something that I share with a lot of people I work with. Um, you know, don't, don't be held back by what you perceive are your, are your, are your limitations because... Yeah. As that editor said to me, you know, it was sort of 12 years ago, um, she said, have you thought about writing a book about all of this? Because obviously you're getting lots of queries at the radio station. I said, yeah, I'm getting thousands of emails every day. Um, and she said, write a book. And I said, I can't, you know, I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not a writer. I'm a singer and a broadcaster. I'm not a writer. And she, she just said, look, if you've got a great message to share, don't worry about it. You know, you'll probably find you can write if you're yeah. speaking from your heart. And you know what? If you can't, we'll get somebody else to help you. You know, it really is as simple as that. It's, it, it's actually not about the writing skills. If it's, a, if it's a nonfiction book, if it's you sharing your message, it isn't about you being um, a fabulous writer. It's about you having a voice and having something to share. So, so that's a really big thing for me is not kind of being held back by what you see are, are your limitations. Mm, yeah. And that's a fantastic message, I think, for anybody listening, because I think we tend to stop ourselves, don't we? we yeah, think, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we procrastinate. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But what I love about what I'm hearing about your journey and your story is it literally has just unfolded by you know, things coming out of the blue that you haven't even expected, but you've kind of followed those breadcrumbs and uh, turned yeah. it into... 
yeah I mean uh, yeah I mean I, I've, I've had to learn a few lessons along the way I mean there are some areas where I wish I had been a bit more prepared um, mm. when the book came out initially uh, it was 12 years ago so it was a very different picture there were a lot more bookshops in the UK for starters um, and I was at, it was I was with a very small publisher and I was gutted that my you know my book my life's work my baby <laughs> wasn't in the front of all the bookshops and anyone who's written a book will know that doesn't happen unless you're kind of JK Rowling or um, you know real famous chef or whatever so I was gutted and 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 just thought what am I going to do here this is literally I've poured everything into this book um but but what happened was I I, I didn't give up and over time I I just uh literally did my own PR on it I thought I've got nothing to lose so um it was so important for me to get that that message out there because I was one of the first people talking about um, holistic living, really. It's it's quite funny now. I was kind of writing yeah. about kale before kale had its own publicist. You know, <laughs> I was a, I was ahead of Gwyneth Paltrow, um, but it was all very realistic. Um, but I really wanted to share these messages, and then uh, I managed to get a radio interview, and and then the book went to Amazon number one overnight, and then all of a sudden it was in the bookshops. What a surprise! Um, but I have people listening. What's the book called? Uh, Imperfectly Natural Woman is was the first book. Um, a more recent one is Look Great Naturally Without Ditching the Lipstick. Um, but with that first book, I hadn't planned beyond it. I now wish I had, because of course what happened was um, went to number one on Amazon. Suddenly I was across all the press and media and I had absolutely nothing to follow up. Um, I had a forum that was really rocking um, but I had absolutely no way of, of, of monetizing that. Not that I was even really necessarily thinking about the money, but it was more the fact that people wanted more of me and I hadn't got anything in place, you know. Mm. So, you know, looking back, it would have been really helpful to have, <laughs> to have had that prepped. So, so I do give that message to people. I now. was going to say, so for, for women <laughs> listening to this now, you know, they've got an idea, they've got something they're passionate about, they want to take it to market. Well, you know, what, what would your advice be? Having kind of gone down that path, you know, and made a few mistakes, what yeah. would you tell them? Well, I, I, I do work with a lot of kind of experts now who want to share their story. I do a bit of media training. I do a bit of coaching around them, helping them find their USP. You know, um, in fact, I call it their unique brilliance. Um, you know, how, how they really find the core of what they do um, and their core message. So, I, I mean, it's different for everybody, but I, I would suggest that if you have got the, the luxury of, of, of time, if you like, and you can plan ahead, then then actually decide on what it is you want. You know, what's the outcome? What do you want at the end of it all? Um, I sometimes talk uh, about, I often say to people, okay, what's your fairy godmother dream? You know, what's the bit, the one big thing? And it's quite interesting. I'm sure you found this with, mm. with clients, but often people will come out with a very generic sentence there and it'll be, you know, it'll be, um, oh, I, I want to be successful or I want to be able to leave my day job and earn enough money. And of course, we know that those things don't really mean very much because, um, you know, to play devil's advocate, if you, if, you know, um, you, you, you might earn enough money and then uh, lose it all instantly. Um, your house might fall down or whatever it might be. So, so you need to put the meat around the bones, as it were, and be really, really specific. I, I, I work with one client who... Um, I asked her, what's the one big dream for what mm. you do? Mm. And she's a dance teacher. And she said, oh, I just, that's easy. I, I, you know, I just, my dream is I just want my own space to teach in. Um, and I said, okay, well, I'll, 
I'll be your fairy godmother then and, you know, wave my magic wand. Um, and, uh, and here you go. There's a dodgy old garage at the end of the street. You can have that. That's mm. space for you to dance in. And of course, that's not what she meant. <laughs> what you, you wish know. for. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I, uh, it, it, I think it's really important to be really specific about exactly what it is you, you, you want. And I do spend much more time on that now. You know, I do, I do vision boards now and I, and I do try and imagine and, and focus and visualize how I, you know, how I actually want things to look. Um, and it's amazing how that stuff works. Uh, really amazing. Yeah. Give me an example of where you've seen that working in action. Um, well, I think, um, I think, I mean, I've seen it, I've seen it uh, to share someone else's story with you yeah, who I know really well first because that's what always springs to mind because it's so powerful um so a colleague that I was um working with she uh she had she had no ties she'd she'd moved away she didn't have a relationship or anything to hold her to a particular area if you like so she was staying with friends in Canada I think it was and she was creating a vision book she didn't have a board because she was traveling so she just had a big book and she would stick pictures in it um and she hadn't decided on her future, but she knew she wanted to live somewhere beautiful. And she knew that she wanted to work with uh, tarot. Her thing was uh, reading tarot okay. cards. Yeah. Perfect. So she stuck a whole bunch of pictures in this book. And um, she, she, got a, she, she stuck a picture in this book of, uh, uh, she just found a, pl- a, a pic in a magazine of a, of a coastline and really unusual, beautiful coastline. She didn't even know where it was, but she stuck that in the book that looks really cool. Um, and then she obviously she stuck various pictures of tarot cards and there were various other things. And then she got a call from a friend um, in the UK who said, "Could you? would you like to come over and work with um, someone I've met in the UK, really needs an assistant, we can put you up for a while, just help her get her uh, business started, her networking business started. So she had nothing to lose, came over to the UK, worked with this businesswoman for a little while. Um, and then the businesswoman said to her, listen, I've got a, a retreat center in Spain and um, I, I'd love you to, to work there for a while. Would you like to come out and see it? No problem. So she arrives at this retreat center. I'm sure you know what's coming next. Wow. Looks out the window and there's the coastline. And it's very unusual. It's the shape of a, they call it the goddess because it's, um, it's like in the shape of a, you know, kind of curves. Wow. Um, and she hadn't even known where this was. And then there she was living in this house, uh, running the retreat. And then it was several months on when the businesswoman said to her, I've had lots of clients ask me whether I can find them a tarot reader. So could you hook me up with someone? You know, can you find me someone? So that's an amazing story, you know. Yeah. Um, and mine, mine are not quite as dramatic as that, but I have had some, you know, funny little wins happen with, with, with vision boards. One of the funniest was when I did a, a, a real general vision board, not, not one for a business, which I actually do recommend you do, but I did a very generic one about my whole life and family. And, and I've got four kids and the kids always um, want me to have a dog and have pets. And I just, you know, I'm just, I've got not too much going on. I just can't do it. But of course, I feel like a really mean mother. And uh, I was doing this vision board and, and, and just found myself cutting out, totally absentmindedly, cutting out this picture of this scruffy little black dog and sticking, sticking it on the vision board. And so I bring this vision board home and the kids are going, oh, wow, thank, thank goodness, about time. And I'm like, no, no, you Seriously, there's no way we're having a dog. No way. Um, so I found myself in this bizarre position of, you know, wishing that what I'd wished for definitely wouldn't come true because <laughs> there's no way I could cope with it. And then it was about 
I don't know, three, four weeks after that, there's a knock on the door and my neighbor is standing at the door with this exact same dog, this scruffy little black black dog and saying, oh, you know, we've we've bought a dog. And I I thought your kids would, you know, love it if your kids would walk the dog. Thank you. (laughs) So you didn't actually have it yourself. All the response. All the joy without the responsibility. Perfect. Well, I love those. I have to say that you're talking my language because those stories are so up my street. You know, I, I truly believe as human beings, we're a lot more powerful than we're taught. You know, yeah, we, we are definitely. energetic, powerful beings and we have the potential to create our lives. So yeah, yeah I'm with you on what you're saying. So, um, so you help clients. Tell me a little bit more. You, you help them um, get really clear on their brands and yeah well I've got a book I wrote a book called you are the brand and this came about because um well two reasons really one one was again because this this part of my work grew absolutely organically from being on the radio because what happened was when with being on uh, on radio two we interview masses of people, um, a lot of celebs, a lot of authors or whatever. And what I found over the years was I was really quite amazed at the number of authors who would come in, um, even well-known big-time authors Mm. would come in unprepared for an interview. Um, Now, I'm not saying for one second that they hadn't written a great book or that they weren't fabulous people or great at what they did, but they didn't have interview skills and they weren't prepped and they thought it was enough just to rock up. Um, and I, I, you know, just didn't think too much about it until we had a hypnotherapist come in who will obviously remain nameless, but, um, the hypnotherapist came in and I'm beyond excited because this is my area, you know, we're talking, um, uh, we're going to be talking hypnotherapy on a mainstream show, 9 million listeners. This was about four or five years ago now. So not everyone was talking about hypnotherapy then. It was still a big deal. Mm. Um, and uh, great, great book. And I was really, really super excited. And we were pre-recording this interview. So it wasn't live. It was a pre-recorded interview um, because of the timing um, situation. Uh, and when this... Um, author came in, um, it was very clear that they were uh, incredibly nervous, had done absolutely no preparation, you know, bless them. Um, And it was a disaster. It was an actual disaster. So we ended up ditching the interview, couldn't use it. Wow. Um, So that was that that person blew their opportunity to share that message with 9 million people. Yeah. And at that point, I just thought, I can't bear it, you know, because this is not rocket science. It's just skills. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I can, I can teach people those skills. So that's when I started doing this, this work, really. But then I very quickly found that, um, you know, I, I thought, okay, well, I can ab- absolutely teach media training. That's, I can do that with my eyes shut. I can help people, um, uh, pr- you know, to be a better presenter, to have interview skills, to be a good interviewee. But I very quickly found that actually there's a stage before that that almost everybody needed. And that is really defining what their brand mm-hmm. is, what mm-hmm. their USP is, and, and defining what their message is. Um, it's very different if you've written 70,000 words in a book or if you've got five online courses or you've got your products or whatever. I, I, I'm not decrying that, that usually people have got that stuff sorted and it's great. But if someone comes up to you with a microphone and says, you've got two minutes, tell me about your brand. Mm. Um, it, it, it's, it's laughable the way most people um, panic and they can't do it. Um, and, and, you know, um, as I say, you can you just need a little bit of help with that. So I wrote "You Are the Brand" to try and help people 
get really clear on how to decide and define their USP, but also define exactly what it is they want, you know, which I know is something you mm. talk about a lot, you know, exactly what, what is your purpose? What are you here for? And what do you actually really want? Because the other thing I've seen a lot is people end up kind of falling into a business. I mean, I fell into mine, but, but people fall into businesses. It's almost like they've created a monster they can't feed mm. or, you know, they're in a business they don't really want to be in 24 seven. They've got no time for the kids and actually they're quite unhappy. I think there's a really fine balance actually. And you've kind of hit the nail on the head there because as I am a true believer that your purpose will unveil itself to you as you walk along the path. But at the same time, I also think we need to take responsibility and create what we want to happen without yeah. being attached to it. Yeah. So like you're talking about there, you know, it's having those clearly defined uh, vision for your life about how you want your lifestyle to be. Like you said, you don't, if you create this business and this business then comes into fruition and you're working all the hours that God sends, you need really to be really specific. I have a Do Your Dharma course, Janie, and what's what we do? We take them put people through so they get really clear on the purpose of their life, but they also Great. create a vision for their life, which is very specific because otherwise you're right. You can create almost like a monster you're like How? Yeah. that's not yeah. quite what I was wishing for but you hadn't got specific enough and you hadn't yeah. nailed it down so before you know it the universe has gone here you go <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah it's really really true I think having that clarity on um you know on clarity on who it is on your USP and what it is you're offering what's unique about you um and, and, and I very much bring in person. So when, when I ask people about their USP, I don't want to hear them say, oh, um, you know, I use uh, eco-friendly packaging or whatever. You know, well, good. That's great. I'm asking about you, actually. Mm. I'm asking what's your USP. And then sometimes people will say, but you're speaking about this as if I'm a brand, but I'm not a brand. But I believe everybody's a brand, whether you're selling products or, or online courses or, or um, you know, you're a stay-at-home mum, you're still a brand. Mm. How you present yourself, um, what you which aspects of yourself you choose to share, um, I think that's, what, that's really important for everyone to look at, actually. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, the real clarity around your message yeah. um, and your niche and who you're trying to serve and absolutely. the people you're trying to reach. Because, uh, yeah. This, and yeah. That's just law of attraction in itself, isn't it? Because the clearer you get, the clearer the people know to come to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really true. And it's very interesting for me, of course, because I do do so many things. <laughs> um, it's been a battle. It's been a little bit of a kind of internal battle for me because I've been kind of trying to work out over the years, well, you know, I'm talking about natural products all the time and I'm, you know, I'm uh, promoting organic skincare or whatever it is. But at the same time, I'm trying to help people with... Uh, you know, their interviewee skills. And, and, and I got myself in a real state for a while. And then in the end, I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to shake it all up in the air and just let it, let it slide and just see what, what, what flows. And actually, the end result is, it is it's me. Everything I, I am the brand effectively and everything I do is everything I do. And people can come to me for different bits. Um, but but I, can't, I can't not, you know, I, I, I suppose what I'm trying to say is um, if somebody... Uh, has a problem with the fact that I'm promoting natural products because they just want the interview training. That's kind of not my problem. Um, I, I, I take the holistic approach. So I, I'm a really big believer that you, you, can, you can do lots of different things. Um, but I, think you, I do think you need to know what it is you want. 
Mm, absolutely absolutely so what's next for you what's on your radar where are you where are you putting the Janie Lee Grace magic (laughs) well um I've got quite a lot going on um I'm um uh just about to launch my Janie Loves Platinum Awards for 2019 so Mm, tell me about um, that that sounds wonderful yeah it's great we've been doing it for about five years and we have really cool fabulous judges like Zoe Ball who's going to do it again Mm. this year Carrie Grant I'm hoping will come back on board and Joe Wood and um who else do we have um Dr. Marilyn Glenville was a judge. So we've got really, really fabulous judges. And um, we try and celebrate the absolute best in um, natural, organic and eco. So it's everything. You know, there'll be categories for, for, for skincare and beauty, categories for um, cleaning without chemicals, for aromatherapy-based products, absolutely everything. And, and it can be a tiny company, uh, you know, perhaps one woman making something in her kitchen that's her kitchen table or, or bigger companies. Um, and then we have a category for authors as well. I really wanted to um, recognize authors and it doesn't matter to me whether your book is self-published or you've got a big publishing deal. I don't care about that. I just care about the content Mm -hmm. Uh, and also therapists and practitioners. So, so it's big, you know, we, we, and it's an online awards and we, and what I aim to do with it really, the main reason I know that lots of people, you know, brands and therapists and everybody, they, love the idea of having a, having a badge that says they've won an award. But for me, I, I make it much more about the process. So I try and encourage everybody to use the fact that they've entered as their promotion. So mm. we do a whole load of promo along the way. I do masses of promotion for, for anyone who enters. So, um, so a it, you know, category? it's a busy time. Well, do you know what? It's so interesting you say that because I was <laughs> absolutely thinking of doing that this year. I've never done it before, but last year I had a category for apps because loads of people, con- well, lo- loads, but a few people contacted mm. me and said, well, I, I, I would love to enter, but mine's an app. And I thought, well, why not? So yeah, why don't we have a podcast category? Mm. It's a great idea. Yeah, um, I'd be up for it. Yeah. <laughs> Put my hand in the ring. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and that's the other thing that I've just done, which I've just launched my first podcast, which is oh, bizarre. I've been in radio for 30 years. God, goodness. Um, but yeah, I've literally just launched my third po- th- first podcast. And that's um, a slightly different niche again, um, because uh, just over a year ago, I ditched the, the booze. Fantastic. And, um, well yeah. And that's, and, and, you know, I mean, that's a conversation for another time, a whole conversation, but, but basically I, I, um, I wasn't sure where to go with that. Okay. Do I, do I bring any of that into the open? Do I write a book? Do I, you know, what, do, what, what do I want to do? And in the end, I, I realized that, um, I'm in the unique position really of having access to loads of great people. One of the main things that helped me through, through that time was, um, being able to, get involved in Quitlet and read loads of great books and listen mm, to, yeah. um, you know, listen to podcasts and all of that stuff. Yeah. It really, really, really made a difference. And because I'm in a position where I'm, I managed to get access to some great people, I thought, you know, that's, that makes sense. I am an interviewer. Um, I'm, I love inspiring people so I can share my story, but I can also get some great people. So I just thought I'll, I'll start a podcast. So it was a brand new venture for me and, um, and it's really exciting. So I've got some, you know, really cool people on the show. Um, and already I've only been going, you know, very short amount of time, but already I've had some amazing feedback, really amazing. So from people just saying, wow, this is just exactly what I needed. I just needed to hear mm. this 
from a real person. There's a lot of American podcasts, but there yes. aren't a lot of British right. ones. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I'm, yeah, I'm thrilled that it's called Alcohol Free Life. If you want to check it out. So. Yeah, and I think what's, yeah. what what I would like to say is, first of all, the awards. I love what you're doing because you're basically highlighting individuals, companies that are trying to make a difference, you know, who are doing amazing work and you're giving yeah. them a forum and outlet for, you know, to be showcased, which is fantastic. Mm. And then of course the podcast, you know, I'm totally with you. My husband and I uh, quit alcohol as well. We're not too far. We, this is the second time we've quit, uh, yeah. not about three months into our journey, but cool. all that support out there is what you need because you need yeah. to, and we need to normalize the, the conversation because it is so inbred within society, but actually when you really look at it, you know, what is alcohol doing to our society? And, you know, children start drinking at sort of 14, 15, and they don't know their lives without it. Mm. Um, well, absolutely. I mean, it, w- one of my uh, first guests was Claire Pooley, author of The Sober mm. Diaries. And as she, you know, so famously says, um, you know, alcohol is the only drug you have to justify not taking. Yeah. And it's so ingrained in our society. And, um, you know, a year and a bit ago, if, um, if we'd have been having this conversation, I, you know, would have had to kind of bluster my way through it because it's like a big secret, you know, and, um, uh, and, and I think the, the thing that's been made mo- you know, very clear to me is that there are all different shades on the spectrum. And before, I, I didn't know that before. I think I thought uh, there are people who are alcoholics and they're not functioning. And then there's me and I'm functioning. So that's all good, isn't it? You know? mm-hmm. But actually, I now realize that there are lots of different shades of gray along the way. And, and actually, all that really matters, it doesn't really matter how much you're drinking. What matters is, are you happy and how are you affected by it? And in my case, although I was perfectly fine and functioning, and by most people's standards, probably not drinking very much, um, I was waking up at 3 a.m. absolutely hating myself. Mm. You know, waking, you know, waking up, what, what on earth are you doing? You're mm. meant to be, you know, living uh, uh, optimum health and sharing this stuff with other people, albeit imperfectly. And you're waking up at 3 a.m. absolutely hating yourself. So there's something wrong there. But it takes a long time, um, in my experience, to go from that personal recognition to being able to beat it because ultimately it's addictive alcohol is massively addictive and like you said it's absolutely ingrained in our culture so like you almost have to justify yourself when you don't drink absolutely very weird situation it's very weird i mean i didn't Look after I didn't, I didn't come out for ages. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we, we, I spoke about this with Claire Pooley because, you know, when you give up, if you give up smoking, I've never smoked, but, but you know, I know people have given up smoking and, and everybody pats them on the back, go, wow, hey, well done. You know, you're doing this great thing for yourself. That's so cool. You, know, you give up sm- uh, drinking and you tell someone you've given really? up drinking, they say, <laughs> why? Oh, dear. Oh, was, it, oh, was it awful for you? Oh, how awful. <laughs> I told someone that, I'd, uh, um, someone that I'd given up drinking and she said, oh, oh, that's great. Are you drying out <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well, i hope so <laughs> so yeah so it's a big a big topic and um it it, it feels really good to be to be out <laughs> albeit a bit scary mm. um, so yeah the podcast's really exciting i've got some great guests lined up so fantastic um, so yeah it's 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 um it's a very a very exciting i know i know it's not for everyone of course but um uh, but i think i hope that I people think, who want it will find it you know absolutely you know and personally i just got to a stage where there's stuff that's I talk about purpose. I'm all about purpose. I'm all about, like, I'm all about, you know, helping the planet shift, shift the consciousness of the planet. And you get to a point in your life where it just gets in the way, you know, exactly. I've got things exactly. to do. I'm a busy person. 
you know, and I don't want to be held back by it. So it's yeah. easier for me just to say, no, not doing yeah. it. Not even yeah, because there. one of the things that I talk about quite a bit as well is mindful drinking, you know, people mm. who want to moderate. It doesn't work for me because I don't have an off switch. You know, mm. if I have a glass, then that's it. I'll carry on. I don't have a, that off switch that some people do have. I can relate to that. Um, so, but I think, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. It, for many people, it is just easier. Just when, it, when you can recognize that it's holding you back one way or another, you, you, you make that decision to stop. Um, and, and then, of course, it's getting over all the, the, the social stuff as we've, as we've discussed. But what I hadn't realized, I genuinely hadn't realized, was um, just how much better life can be. I, had, I was still in that mindset of, um, I must something. give it up. Yeah, mm. I must give it up. Mm. And actually, um, a year on, I can honestly say I, it's got nothing to do with giving anything up. Um, it's everything that you've gained. You know, you do have to go through a bit of, um, you know, it's tough at the beginning. Mm. Uh, but, but, but once you've kind of got that message, once the light bulb has come on that, hold on a minute, you're not giving anything up. You've I'm only got stuff to gain and life is so much better on the other side. Mm. One of the authors I'm interviewing is... Um, Catherine Gray, uh, who wrote The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober. And mm. oh, man, what a title. That says it all. Mm. You know, the unexpected joy of being sober. It really is an unexpected joy, you know, that, 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 I, that I didn't have, you know, a year ago. So, uh, yeah, it's a good Absolutely. one. Yeah, fantastic. I'm a real advocate of the work that you're doing there. So, thank um, you. Yeah, so well done. But thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on. And like, what I love, you know, for guys who know me and know this podcast, you know, Janie Lee Grace is a fantastic example of someone who is multi-talented using her passions her unique gifts you know helping other people and having massive amounts of fun along the along the way Mm. I think you know just to just uh, recap briefly on what I was saying earlier about when I work with people and help them find their USP I usually get them to go back if they've if they've kind of lost their way and they're so ingrained in their professional uh, what they do in their professional capacity I try and get them to just remember back to what they used to love doing as a kid you know as a child because often that that spark within you your your passion is so easy to forget about it even if you've got your own business and and sometimes I've sat with clients uh, you know for absolutely ages and asked them what's unique about them and what it is um you know that they're proud of and they one after the other they tell me all this professional stuff you know my stuff arrives on time I'm a good listener I'm a good team leader I'm a, everything's all marvelous and professional well great but they haven't actually answered the question, you know, what are you proud of about you? Tell me something about you, something you love doing. And, and sometimes the light goes on and they go, well, do you know what? I absolutely love painting, but thinking about it, I haven't done it in, in seven years or whatever. Um, yeah, I find that all the time. I do. Yeah. Work, you know, and I, I, you know, I'm trained in those principles of Dharma and what Dharma stipulates is when you use your unique gifts and talents and your passions, you almost unlock this secret yes. Dharmic path. Yes. You know? And you're right, you know, I've done various workshops and people go, I just don't know. I can't tell you what I'm passionate about anymore because yeah. you've lost touch with it. Yeah, so, so my, true. My mission is to normalize that, you know. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I look forward to seeing more of your, of your work. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We will have all of Janie's details in the show notes so you will be able to connect with her there, her podcast, which is amazing. If you haven't started listening to that, go, go follow, go listen. 
fantastic conversation that we need to basically promote and normalize the fact that we don't need to have alcohol to have a good time and have an amazing life. Um, and where else can they find you? What's your website? Uh, well, so um, if they're interested in um, natural living, holistic living, imperfectlynatural.com. Uh, and then for the media training stuff, genuinelygrace.com. But if you just look at genuinelygrace.com, that'll send you to everything. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been great. <laughs> we will see you next week with another guest on Kitty Talks. Bye-bye. So I do hope you enjoyed that episode of Kitty Talks. Janie Lee Grace is fantastic. Go and check her out on iTunes. Wonderful woman doing wonderful work. And as I said, she's totally done her dharma. She's doing her dharma. She's gone after what she's passionate about and she's made a career out of it. And this is so true for you too. This is totally possible for you. You just have to take the action and put one foot in front of the other. Thank you so much for listening to the Kitty Talks podcast. I do hope you enjoyed this episode and I too hope you were inspired to take action towards your dream life. You know, all it takes is aligned daily action towards your dreams and they will come to fruition. They will be created. You are an energetic being and you're more powerful than you've ever been taught. If you want some help and support, come and join us. Do your dharma.co.uk. Apply now. We're taking applications and we're going to help you, support you creating the dream life. This is why you came. <laughs>